0: Namaste. This is Renee. Welcome to my podcast, Peace, Love, Abundance. Today I'd like to discuss the five elements. The five elements of Ayurveda that make up the three doshas. The three doshas will actually be in a different podcast, so today I just want to focus on the five elements. The five elements I am teaching in my yoga classes right now Yoga and Ayurveda are the sister science of each other. They are meant to be practiced together. So actually, it's been really fun and easy to be able to theme my yoga classes based on the five elements to kind of start introducing people to the idea of even Ayurveda. And just imagine your life, how much more complete it could be if you practiced yoga and Ayurveda. For those of do practice yoga, if you feel like you know, yoga has taken you a ways, but yet you're starting to miss an element in your practice, it could be the Ayurveda that you're missing. The five elements, earth, water, fire, air, and ether. Then as we break those down, First, I want to say that all five of those elements have like a symbiotic relationship with each other, meaning they support each other. And when one is out of balance, then you bring it back into balance via one of the other five elements. So starting with earth, earth, uh, just even think about it. That one sometimes is self-explanatory. It's earth. It gets dry when it lacks water. And it gets muddy when it's wet. It is what grounds us down. It's got a gravitational pull to it, so it helps keep us grounded. And is the basis of, you know, where Mother Nature, a lot of our nutrients come from the Earth. So our body definitely um, resonates with Earth. Now, as I'm going through these five elements, I want you to know that we should have all five of these elements in our bodies, our lives, and even in our mindset. And so then moving on to water. Water, of course, is attracted to Earth. Gravity is what keeps a lake or even the oceans on our surface and creates these bodies of water. Water also absorbs into the earth to help our plants grow, as well as plant- providing nutrients. Because water can often have um, some minerals that has been carried downstream from another part of um, the earth and then the stream carries it down or even when you think about the fish and the wildlife that lives in in water they are providing fertilizer within the water and then the water runs downstream makes it to the farmer's field and even helps us grow our crops so water and earth i've already even discussed just by talking about water how they support each other Water, as people, though, we are over 50% water in our bodies. Also, emotionally or thought-provoking, water is what helps us stay um, flowing. Rather than getting stagnant and staying still, water encourages flow. So even when our thoughts are a little bit more open, we're, we're having fluid thoughts. We're flowing that moving in the path of least resistance. Even when you think about how water runs down a hillside, it just kind of zigzags in its own mind. It finds its way down the mountain in its own path. So going with the flow of water, you know, loosening the reins just a little bit and going with the flow. Fire. Fire is, of course, fire. When the earth is dry, the plants are dry, we're at risk of forest fire. Now, a forest fire would be that uncontrollable fire. It's when fire is out of control. But then there's also fire that keeps us warm, a nice campfire, a wood-burning stove for fire, for warmth, and even to cook. In our bodies, fire is often explained as that digestive fire. So even when we consume food, when your digestive fire is, is burning brightly, you can digest your foods easily. But even in the body, when the fire becomes out of control, that's when you hear people talk about having heartburn or skin rashes, you have eruptions on the skin and such. So definitely fire is useful, yet it can easily get out of control. Also, fire can get um, smothered out. So someone who doesn't have a real strong digestive fire, if they are drinking really cold beverages, they're constantly putting out their fire. Now, somebody who's got an overabundance of fire in their body, that ice water or drink or Coca-Cola might feel really good to their bodies. But if you have a low-burning fire to begin with, you're just putting that fire out every time you drink a cold beverage or eat cold food. Think of whenever you start your campfire before you go to bed at night, you always put that fire out with water. So water element comes back into play here. That water helps regulate the fire or even smother it in times of need. But for the most part, water is going to help keep fire from getting out of control. So even in the body, someone who has a lot of fire in the body, they may not be consuming enough water in their life, and they need to just up their water content, and even their heartburn might start to feel a little bit better. But the heartburn is the body's sign telling you, hey, we need some water. Just like when you have a forest fire, It's the Earth's way of saying, yeah, we're lacking moisture right now, so please be careful with us until some rain comes along. Then we have air. Air is the oxygen we breathe. Air also fuels fire. So when you think of the forest fires again and even windy, when it gets windy, it helps push the fire. Excess oxygen builds the fire even stronger. And air can also represent, a little bit like water, a little bit of that going with the flow. Sometimes the air element though, as opposed to water being grounded, the air element can be just out there flying around. So air in our bodies or in our thoughts is whenever you can't have a complete thought. The air, your thoughts just disappear into the air and you can't finish a sentence. Or you're very creative and you come up with these creative ideas but then it gets lost in the air and you don't follow through with it. Air can also be in our bodies. So air in our bodies, now there's always a snicker whenever somebody wants to talk about gas or poop in the body. But air in in the body represents when the stomach is bloating, Somebody's got a lot of gas, burping is also air. So that's air in the body. And relating to digestion, often air in the body is a result of not enough fire. So when the fire burns out and you're having a hard time digesting your food, then the food can even start to ferment in your body and build up some gas in the body, Fermentation builds gas. Even think about uh, beer, how whenever beer is brewed and then we seal up the the beer can or the beer bottle to purposely keep their en- the energy of that beer inside, and then when you release it, it's air that comes out, and beer is fermented. So just think of that fermenting process going on in your body, in your belly, and in your intestines, and it builds air in the body. So obviously for air, feeding fire sometimes can calm down the air. But then you know your fire's too high whenever you have the heartburn. Now the final, the fifth one is ether. Ether kind of goes with air. But ether is um, something that we can't touch or hear. We can't taste it. But ether exists. It's all around us. So ether is also known as space. One of the best ways that I like to describe um, the space is just, you know, some of it's the energy work. So, yeah, you can feel energy flowing through your body. And when you're in a room full of people... Um, So someone who has clustophobia, they're very aware of the space, right? They have clustophobia whenever too many people are in the room or they're in a large crowd because they feel like their space is closing in on them. So think of someone who has clustophobia in that space. They're very much aware of the space around them, and when it starts to get crowded, they get very nervous. They tend to like to be outdoors where they can breathe fresh air. There's lots of room to move. They don't feel trapped. So that is ether. I also um, relate to ether in my own um, my own life based on um, even the way I keep house. I resist having a lot of knickknacks on shelves because that just takes up space. And I like to have my white space. I currently have two pictures hanging in my house. Now my house right now that I'm in is only 800 square feet, but even in an 800 square feet, I have two pictures hanging on the wall. And I love, I love, love, love my white walls. So that's someone um, who lives in that ether. I'm very much an ether element. Along with that definitely comes air because I need air to breathe when I feel like my space is closing in on me. I am a claustrophobia person. I don't like to be in tight spaces. With that, um, water definitely tends to make me nervous because when water closes in on me, it's taking away my space. Ether is, um, is even the energy around you. You can feel it. You can't really see it or actually touch it or taste it or smell it even. It, but it's just something you feel. You can feel it in the air, the ether. Even whenever maybe a storm is on its way and you hear people say, oh, I can feel the storm coming in, that would be, you know, that the storm is starting to take up space in the atmosphere, so it's taking up, space is also ether, so it's taking up that ether in the atmosphere. With these five elements, as I have talked about a little bit, with how they they support each other so someone who has a lot of let's go ahead and start with ether since I've been talking about it and that and that's definitely describes me so somebody who has an ether imbalance that's that claustrophobia things are moving in on me so I have to get out of that tight space go outside and breathe air so then being able to breathe air balances out my ether. When I feel like I'm being closed in and my ether's coming out of balance, I need to add some air. So I also have a phobia of water because when I'm in water, it, um, I overthink and it freaks me out to think I can't breathe in here. My space is taken over by water. So my ether is taken over by water. And how am I supposed to breathe when I'm in here? So once again, I need to come back out into the air or onto the earth where I feel more grounded. I feel very grounded on earth, and I can breathe when I'm out in Mother Nature. I do love Mother Nature. I do have to get out a fair amount. Busy places. While I have learned to overcome some of my um, claustrophobia over the years and enjoy a city life, I do actually enjoy the city. I like checking things out, but I just have to be really mindful that I keep my Ether in balance. So someone whose air is out of balance. Someone whose air is out of balance could also be someone in the claustrophobia area where they can't breathe. So therefore, they need to remove clutter from their life, which relates to the ether again. So air and ether very much tend to um, live together and, and work together. But air, someone who has a lot of air, they tend to feel a little bit dry And the fire sometimes tends to start to burn a little bit too heavily because they're dry. So then water will often come into play to help balance out some of that air. Uh, Think of even air as, in Colorado especially, we get dry and then we get dust storms. So there's a lot of dust in the air. Well, the earth is mixing with the air creating dust in the air. So water is of course gonna come down and cleanse our air, hydrate the earth, and then the air has a little bit of water in it so it's not as drying on the body and on the plants to breathe it. Now with mentioning even all this stuff, I've already come around to the earth part. So you know when earth is out of balance, also whenever it's dry, And it starts to mix with the air. So the air starts to pull the earth out of balance. And then some water might bring it back into balance. So whenever water gets out of balance, there's definitely some danger to be had in either direction. In California, when they had forest fires on end, and then when the forest fires finally got contained, then they started getting rain for days, and we had mudslides So we can really start to understand how um, finding balance with all these elements, even in our bodies, that when the air is a little bit out of control, when you feel you're up and down and flying around, you need to ground down with your earth and vice versa. There comes times in our bodies where we start to feel like we're that mudslide and we can't get off the couch. So we need to invoke some air and water to get us flowing and moving again. And on days when we're just not motivated and we're just not digesting, somebody tells you something and you're not digesting it. You're just like, I don't under, I don't get what you're saying. I don't comprehend what you're saying. I know you're trying to help me learn something here, but for some reason I can't learn what you're trying to tell me. Or you've been delivered bad news and you live in denial. Instead of coping with that bad news, you're just sitting there. You don't know what to say. So some of that is your fire. Because you're not able to digest. Fire is more than just digesting our food. Fire is being able to digest our thoughts, um, relationships, news delivered our way. So to cultivate a little more fire, if you have too much water in your body, then you might need to have a little more air. Start to breathe a little more deeply and cultivate the fire. And even give yourself some space, some ether and air to help get the fire built up just a little bit more. So truly, finding balance amongst these five elements would be ideal. But learning to kind of think about these elements on a daily basis, like, wow, my skin is really dry today. So obviously, you probably haven't been consuming enough water. And in Colorado, when we're dry outside, we got to start drinking more water. Everybody should drink water daily. But there's times in our life when we need to consume a little bit more or take in minerals to help you retain a little bit of the water. Or vice versa, if you're retaining water, then you need to get your fire going and your air going. You need to get out and move and breathe, cultivate some fire and air. And most importantly, just stay grounded. That's our earth. And with all five of these, learn to be able to find balance in our lives. Be able to even on a daily basis kind of understand what's going on in our body because of the time of year or the climate we live in, to even understand what maybe our bodies need. So that's where the whole yoga part even comes in. Yoga and Ayurveda, they're both a practice, a practice on how every day might be different and being present in each and every moment can help you find imbalances in your body and help yourself so much. So this is even a thought of mastering your mindset and helping yourself. There's so many things we can do for ourselves. So I really want you to to think about these things. Maybe replay this a few times if it seems really foreign to you. But these are some of the subjects I want to continue to talk about. This is only episode three. So we have lots and lots of podcasts to continue to talk about these kind of subjects. Please subscribe to my podcast. Follow me. Give me feedback. I'd love to have all of it. But for today, I will leave you with these thoughts. I'll let you digest on what we've just discussed. And there'll always be more to digest. From the light in me to the light in each of you. As I leave you all with Namaste.